Welcome back. Um, we left off in the occurrences and the happenings that are happening in 1990, 1991. I mentioned that one of the things that was um, announced by the Lubavitcher Rebbe was the, the uh, war, the Gulf War. He was actually talking about the first Gulf War. And then it was followed up by the second Gulf War. Um, what, what, what made that event, which the Rebbe spoke about, that made it so Moshiachtig, was that similar to the Giula, when the Yidin went out of Mitzrayim, we find that when the Jews went out of Egypt, there was a, a miracle that happened that we commemorate every year by, with a special day. It's called Shabbos Agadol. Shabbos Agadol is a special Shabbos where we say a great miracle happened. There's two reasons brought in Shulchan Aruch, but one of the reasons are the great miracle that happened was that the Bechorim, the firstborn of Egypt, when they heard that there was going to be the plague of the firstborn, they went to Paro and demanded that Paro should release the Jewish people. Paro didn't want, and there was a, a civil war that broke out in Egypt. And, and, the, and the great thing about that is that the Egyptians themselves, those that held us in, in exile, those those uh, the, the persecutors themselves turned around to help the Jewish people and to assist them and ha- to, be, to be involved in trying to um, get us out of the exile. So, there, so the Rebbe then pointed an interesting idea. He says that the sign of Mashiach is when nations themselves, when the Geula comes as a result of nations themselves that, that till now were persecuting or were involved in harming the Jewish people, like has been in a history of, of our bloody history of 2,000 years, these nations themselves fight against the enemy of the Jewish people. Now, the other amazing thing that happened during that war was that Hashem saved the Jewish people with ast- unbelievable miracles. These 39 scuds that came towards um, Yerushalayim, I remember once at that time, I was sitting in Borough Park in a yeshiva, um, in, in, uh, in a shul, because I came home, I, got, I became a chassan during that time. My parents didn't want me to go back to Eretz Yisrael. And the Rebbe said, no one should be afraid, you should go. My parents then at that time, I was a chassan, had me, I was already back in, in, in America, kept me, told me to stay. And I remember sitting in, in there, and someone knew that I became close to Chabad, and a teacher of mine came over to me when the first scud started falling, and he said, every scud that falls on in Eretz Yisrael is really falling on 770. Meaning to say, how can the Rebbe go and take such an achrais and say the Jews in Eretz Yisrael are safe, it's the safest place. Well, let's take a look. The miracles, the miracles, unbelievable miracles. 39 scuds fell, and there was not one Jew that was killed by any of the scuds. There was a few slight minor injuries. There were a few people that died from heart attacks, from the fear that obviously the Rebbe tried to prevent from happening by telling them that nothing's going to happen. Buildings came down and everybody came out alive. The, the miracle is like unbelievable. And the, the, um, we see that one scud hit a, a, an American embassy base and there was so many, I think 29, sadly, 29 soldiers were killed and who knows how many were injured. Um, so you see tremendous, God's protection was incredible. That was a sign of the Giyuma. Now, to take that further, after that, the Rebbe didn't speak to us that much longer. He had a stroke, and then he had Gimel Tamas, and um, we were left after that to try to figure things out on our own. 
the Rebbe told us that we have to open up our eyes and start seeing Mashiach everywhere. So uh, here is where I'm going to take the liberty to speak things that, again, that's the way I see things. Um, I could be wrong, but this is my understanding of what's going on. And uh, based on Torah sources and, and the like, I'd like to take this to the, and, and discuss the last 23 years, which was happening in the world. It's full of Midrash Echazal that Yishmael is problematic. The descendants of Yishmael, which are the Arabs, are problematic in the end of days. And that's all over the Medrash, all over the Zohar, and it's, it's, it's in countless places. But it does say in the beginning of Parshas, um, Parshas Toldes, the Sefer Harikeach, the Sefer the Balaturim, say that right before Mashiach comes, there's a certain collapse in the world of Yishmael. Yishmael has to fall. And it's hinted to in the Pasuk where it says, in the end of Parshas Chayasara, Yishmael falls, and after that, and here are the descendants of Yitzchak. So, I'll read you the, the, the statement of the Balaturim. Then Ben David will, will sprout forth, and the like. Here we see an interesting thing. Yishmael has many, many nations, many, many people. You know, Yishmael originally had 12 Nesim. It's interesting if we can say that the 12 Nesim still are in the world exactly. The 12 Nesim, yeah or no, I'm not exactly sure. There were many, we had the Arab Spring, and many Arab countries came down, meaning the dictators, the ruthless dictators. Now, not all of them, you would say, are so bad. They got Mubarak in Egypt, which, in a sense, you can say was, was keeping control and was kind of in a relative peace with Israel and the like. Um, but there were some horrible, like Saddam Hussein in Iraq. Um, you have Gaddafi and um, others. Uh, if you can count Osama bin Laden as a chief terrorist, as one of them, wasn't a head of state. Now, people are going to say, well, these countries were demolished, these, 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 these tyrants were taken down, but what did we get in this instead? We got a greater mess. What happened in Iraq? We got ISIS, we got terrorism, we got Al-Qaeda, we got all these horrible things that came into place. If we have all these things in its place, what have we gained by these, these dictators? Maybe it would be better having these dictators. At least he kept these, these uh, people in check. Maybe the only, only thing they can understand is an iron fist. So here is where I'd like to get a bit spiritual. And the understanding is as follows. When a nation has power, when there is a government, the government has a certain sar lamayla. It has a certain ministering angel above, which is its power. When you see a government collapse, it means something up there in its source broke. So when you know you have the Iraqi government came down or when the um, Libyan government came down or the Egyptian government came down these are all symbols of a cracking and a breaking of the Malchus of Yeshmael in its spiritual world the fact that down here there's still troublemakers well that's like leftover rats and 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 and, and mice that will crawl around and will bite and will make trouble and, and but it's easy to clean up it's not it's not representing a power, a strong, real force of, of darkness, a force of gullus in the world. Now, one of the interesting ones that survived, interestingly, is um, Sadat in, in, in Syria. So we need to understand that interesting. It was almost reached a point where he would, would have been completely uh, um, destroyed in that civil war. But in the last moment, Russia came, Putin came, and kind of supported him and helped him out. What is the significance of that, of that event? And why particular Syria? And what does it mean? Um, it's, it's something that uh, I would like to discuss 
in our next video.